warriors, what will you do when the storms of life come against you? What will you do when the enemy has beaten you down? You rise up, warrior, and put on the full armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit. You gird your waist with the truth, and you shod your feet in preparation for the gospel of peace, and most of all, the shield of faith. Warriors, mount up! and thank you for joining us today on the Warriors Mount Up podcast. I am Pastor James, but I say us today because we have my wife, Valerie Dawn, joining us. Hello, Warriors. How are you? We're doing good. We're going to be talking about depression today, and I'm going to be giving you um, a testimony of mine. Yes, and uh, we like to wish everyone at this time of the year, number one, a happy Hanukkah and a Merry Christmas in this holiday season. Yes. But with the holiday season coming in, um, being the most wonderful time of the year, we deal a lot with depression, and people deal a lot with depression. So what we're looking at is the world's view, and then we're going to look at what the spiritual view is um, by the Holy Spirit. Yes, the definitions of it. Yes. So the definition of the world's view of depression means being depressed means low in spirits and being dejected. Yeah, well, I don't think I think that's I don't think you have to elaborate on that. I think it's self-explanatory. Yep, self-explanatory and um now we're going to look at what the spiritual um meaning of it is. Right, what is what the, spiritual? What's the definition of spiritual depression? Right. So spiritual depression generally refers to a loss of spiritual vitality and joy. In the terms of Christianity, experiencing a spiritual depression might involve losing touch with your faith. Right. Um forgetting that God or struggling to find the time to uh spiritually study, not attending church. And what I see happens when someone becomes depressed and, and noticing tendencies, they tend to separate and isolate. So what the Holy Spirit was sharing with me is separation leads to isolation, which then leads to infiltration by the enemy. Right. They also withdraw from um, people. They're, they might go to their work and put on a happy face. Do you remember like the Jetsons? Where- <laughs> where she would put on a mask. Yeah, yeah, she would put the mask on in front and it would look like that she was happy. <laughs> right, right. They're actually using those now on some of the um, the medications they have for depression. Oh, okay. So it's like a smiley face and then they move the smiley face away. It's the same thing though. Yeah, and um, and also what I think is also main in it also is is that we get to a point where we forget sometimes what scripture says. And script- well, that's a lot of times, I think. Yeah. I think that um, I think it just becomes overwhelming. And then, you know, you're, you're trying to function in the areas that you really need to function in. And then, you know, when you have that alone time, you just you curl up into that ball and you don't know what to do. 
Right. And I think, you know, the reason why we don't tend to see the scripture, like one of the scriptures that stand out to me is God's promises of, I will never leave you nor forsake you, telling you you're not alone in this. Right. That God is with you. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that the enemy tries to divert you from that and tries to get you further away from the word than you should be. Right. I think, you know, having come from and me personally dealing with depression, I don't want to hear that. I can't see you. I can't touch you. I can't, I can't anything. So that at, there are some times when you hit your low of lows, you don't want to know any of that. You know, sometimes you need, you really want somebody to physically pick you up as opposed to you actually knowing what the word of God says. Right. But what I have come to in those lowest of lows, the word of God does actually pick you up. Amen. He is there. He does know. Um, you have to cast all your burdens upon him. Um, and trust is just, you know, and I know for myself, I didn't have any trust. There was no, I couldn't go to anybody. I was in survivor mode. There was, whom, who am I leaning on? Well, then then right there, what you're looking at is, at that point, you could only rely on God at that point to, to, to get you out of that. Right, but in the for me, the early stages and um, before my walk with the Lord was totally different. And then... I accepted the Lord, um, but still dealing. And then up until, you know, a few years ago, um, it, it was different. Then at that point, I really knew that I had to trust in the Lord. But, you know, when circumstances arise and, you know, things happen and, and I hit that low, it was okay. Yeah, for that moment, for that second, sure. But after that, you know, just uh, the pick me up. But I did get the pick me up. I physically got to pick me up. Well, amen. Well, yes, the Lord would never leave us nor forsake us. And we, I think we need to remember that we're not alone in this and that um, God's word is true and it encourages you and gives you victory. And right. we'll go on more. And where the enemy tries to keep you is focusing more on your past mistakes than the changes that you made to have a better future. So what the Lord was showing me is the reason why he beat you up with your past is because you are a threat to his future. If you find out and you set your, and you get set free and the Lord helps you and you get set free from this, that you are now a threat to the enemy and why he brings up your past and why he tries to stall you and keep you there. All right, but let's discuss for a second when, when, <clears throat> You say he, meaning the enemy, and how does the enemy, the enemy use? How, he's how using, is he being used? He uses yeah. people. He uses words. Go ahead. He uses our children against us. He uses our jobs against us, and these all things, all these things, compound into one. It just, it we just for those who are struggling with depression, it just adds another. It's. It's kind of like you're on a scale, and but you have it. You're holding on to this piece of, um, let's say, plywood. You know, um, 
and you're holding onto it and you're putting all these rocks on it and, and different boulders and different sized rocks because each situation has a different weight to it and they're building right. up and building up and all of a sudden now you were standing up straight and now you're actually uh, sitting down on the floor and your shoulders are sinking down towards the ground and, and you're, you're almost smushed. As the world would say at the weight of the world. Yeah. The and weight of the world on your shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what the Lord had showed me is, showed me a, um, gave me in a dream showing me how the enemy tries to bury you in your past. Mm -hmm. And what happens is, is if you're looking at a boat that's on the water, as the engine is running, say the, the engine being the, uh, the Lord, Right. And the fuel to that is the blood of Jesus, which protects you. Right. As that engine's running and your boat is moving, it is great. Right. You can handle any current. Right, no matter what's coming your way. Right. You right. can go any direction and keeping forward and keeping straight on his word and what his promises are to you. Right. So now what happens is what the, they sh what the Lord was showing me is the enemy tries to stall your engine. So yes. when your engine stalls, you're not moving. Right. What do you become controlled by? You now become controlled by the current. Now, just think in the natural, the current will take the boat in the direction that it wants to take you. Well, your, the current would be your situation. There you go. The current now is your situation. Right. So what we need to do is to get back under the blood of Jesus. Right. Is to remember the word of, to right. get that engine started. And as long as that engine keeps moving and we keep moving forward, there is no current that can control you. Once that boat is going, you're going in the direction of the Lord. Well, it's important to go forward and not backward, but you don't have to take giant leaps. Your stride does not have to be a, a, a giant leap. Right. It can be baby steps. Well, what did they say when, when they landed on the moon? One small step for man and a giant step for mankind. Right. But it, when you're working yourself out of a current situation, um, you are allowed to take baby steps. Right. You do not have to take a giant leap. And although the people around you, your support system would love to see you quickly onto the other side, but unfortunately, um, the reality it of doesn't, it. yeah, it doesn't always take that quick. Um, sometimes you got to work through it. You got to know what your triggers are, why this is happening. Talk about healing, um, and even deliverance. Right. Right. Um, uh, you know, uh, the medical world has classified this being a mental, um, a mental health issue, right? As opposed to them not knowing that it's really a spiritual issue. It's a spiritual issue right? that um, manifests in the mental, right? And so, with it, with it being that way and being spiritual. We need to understand what triggers these things to happen. Right. And each person is different. Um, you know, it's, it's very important to understand why you're going back to the past. Why, you know, um, if somebody says something a certain way or a smell, you know, these are triggers. Right.
And I want people to understand that whenever I, I um, speak about the enemy, I am not giving him credit. I will not give him credit. I am just trying to show what he tries to do so that we can recognize it as believers or we can help someone else and say, hey, by the way. And, um, you know, we got to we got to really be careful because even if we're swimming and even take us out of the boat. Right. And we're swimming. If we let the current, which is the current situation, and we let the current take us down, it's not good. We end up we, we will end up drowning and that's not where we're supposed to be as believers. Correct. And so would you say now, Valerie, it is a general sense of, of unhappiness? Uh, you know, Happiness and loss of joy? Yeah, well, um, spiritually it is a loss of joy. Um, the Lord does give us joy. Yes, he um, does. Scripture tells us about it. Um. You know, it talks about a merry heart, like in right. Proverbs seventeen twenty two. It says, "A merry heart does good, like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones." Right. And so, you know, um, you talk about dry bones. Oh, come on, rattle! <laughs> <laughs> but it's all it's 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 one of the same. Right. You know, when it comes down to the spiritual aspect of things. Yes. So the Lord was sharing with me. Happiness is a temporary feeling which is fueled by our emotions right. and not by the Holy Spirit. But the joy that we're looking for, the joy of the Lord is life-changing. Yes. And in that joy of it being life-changing, it also brings healing. That's right. That's right, James. All right, amen. So, depression, here is the question. Oh, okay, well, of course I already know the answer, but... Is it a spirit, Valerie? Well, depression falls under the spirit of heaviness. And, you know, uh, so, yes, it is a spirit. It's a spirit of heaviness that if not dealt with and um, if you don't recognize it, will open doors, gateways, paths to other things in my situation it went from heaviness um abandonment rejection and um which ultimately leads to suicide suicidal thoughts or tendencies right the enemy tries to take you to that dark place yes and he's going to try to take you out no matter what because he knows that well, that's his end, end game right because he knows that if you know and you find out who you really are and you get out of that dark place, right. that now the light has been shined and the light will overcome the darkness. Absolutely. It has to. And you're a threat to him. So he tries to pile on as much as he can. Those rocks you were talking about, he tries to weigh you down. Right. You know, and, and it will, like I said, it will, in a natural sense, drown you. Correct. So a spirit of heaviness, so we're talking spirit, and we're talking about dealing with it spiritually. So we need to get it, what, first under the blood? Yes. And then we need to be healed, delivered, and set free. Absolutely. But there are times, again, where it'll be done one, two, three, and there are times where you have to work through it. So you'll have to get healing and un to understand not ev 
we're not all created equal, so right. it depends on. I guess it all depends on how you know. Either we're going to get an instantaneous um, a deliverance and healing, and or we're not, and we have to walk through certain, you know, steps, and and we have to understand, and ultimately we have to ask Him. Right, Amen, and it always take it back to God. Whatever you hear. Whatever you hear anybody teaching, preaching, prophesying, take it back to God. Absolutely. And he will decipher and he will tell you what you need out of it. Um, I, I always obtain that too of um, eating a steak. Not all parts of the steak is good. We don't eat the bone and we don't eat the fat. We need to take what nourishes us and what nourishes our spirit out of what is being said. And in taking all words and everything that is spoken to you, over you, for you, take it back to the Word of God, and He will tell you. Yes. And direct you. Yes, absolutely. Amen. So as far as going with the spirit of heaviness, it says in Isaiah 61.3, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So the garment of praise here already in scripture is what we're starting to see the keys to being set free. And part of that is, is the garment of praise. It says the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Yes. Amen. Amen. So now what we're going to do is um, my wife, Valerie, does have a testimony and is going to become vulnerable. And so I am going to step out and have Valerie explain her story. Yeah, so I was seeking the Lord and um, asking whether or not I should open up and um, <laughs> let everybody into a little p piece of me um, because of my what I have endured as a child I am um, I'm 52 years old and um, I've had a pretty rough uh, childhood from birth, as they told me, because, um, you know, of course, you, you don't remember that. But that that's for later on. But um, so all through my life, I have really kept myself uh, very private. Um, I don't allow anybody in. Of course, I have built up many walls um, that had to come down, and they were down, and then they had to go back up, and, you know. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Okay, so that would be then, so you started isolating yourself and removing yourself from people and different situations. No, it just, so when I talk about walls being um, put up, it's a defense mechanism. It's um, survivor where you're not going to hurt me. If anybody's going to get hurt, I'm going to hurt you before you can hurt me. Um, it's about not trusting anyone that's around me. Um, 
I have to do for myself, take care of myself, um, be very independent. And unfortunately, I had to learn that at a very young age, and it's carried it through. As you would know, Pastor James, <laughs> you know, our marriage started off the first five years was pretty rough. Yep, it was pretty and rocky. It wasn't because of you. It was because of me because I needed to relearn um, how to coexist with someone um, that you love and that you want to be in the relationship and that you know that God has set up and I needed to let these walls down and um, I needed to come out of my survivor skills and fending for myself and always being independent and doing for myself and allow somebody else to do something for me. Right. And, and also at the time that when we first got married, we really weren't walking as closely with the Lord. No, we accepted the Lord and we just... You know, did what everybody else does. Right. But that's another. <laughs> uh, that may be another podcast. That's yeah. another podcast. All right. So in any case, so, you know, um, I will share with you. So I, I did seek the Lord. And um, of course, he said, yes, I, I want you to share. And then I started he started showing me pictures and because I really didn't understand when <clears throat> um, depression, um, I've always been in denial. I've never dealt with depression. I don't have depression. Um, growing up, you always heard, oh, you're manic depressed or you're uh, bipolar or you know what? You have both. And, you know, and it's like, what are you talking about? You know, I don't accept that. Um, you know, so it was a constant battle. But in any case, the Lord was... I started seeing pictures. I was flashing back to being a child. So I'm going to say maybe around six, seven um, years of age. Um, I, whatchamacallit, he, I started seeing a picture of me inside of a, um, a pool. And so growing up, we had a um, in-ground pool. And so I saw myself in the pool and what I used to do. Um, and then I saw another picture, same thing, back to the pool again or getting upset. So that's when he said, no, you gotta, you have to share. And this is when it actually started. So I'm going to, I wrote everything down so that I wouldn't forget anything. So I'm just going to read to you and, um, share with you. So it says, <clears throat> as I was praying and asking the Lord, if I should share and open up about being depressed, he began to show me pictures, which of course led to my dialogue with him. He showed me. He brought me back to when I was a little girl. I had to be about six or seven. Growing up, we had an in-ground swimming pool with a diving board. I can see it clear as day. It was four feet deep on one end and eight feet deep on the other end. Anyway, I used to spend most of my days in the pool. Sometimes it was fun and most of the time 
it was because I was punished, even as a little girl. The Lord brought me back to what I used to do. I used to jump into the pool and sink to the bottom and hold my breath, hoping I would run out of air and die. I remember saying that they were better off without me. If that didn't work, I would hold on to the bottom of the steps. The steps were, they were metal steps, three steps to be exact, that led into the pool. I would climb down the steps and hold on to the bottom step, again, hoping and wishing I would die and thinking they would be better off without me. I learned how to do the dead man float and I would do the same wishing the same things because of my family situation. I walked around knowing that I could never do anything right. As a child, I walked around in despair. I was always told that I would amount to nothing and whatever I did, I was a failure. A few days, a few years later, I watched the movies, the movie, the outsiders that was in 1983. And I remember, um, relating to pony boy. There was also another movie back in, I believe it was 1985 called the legend of Billie Jean, which again, I related to that. Um, I continued on this path. Uh, home life got worse but I pressed on with a chip on my shoulder, taking on everything life had thrown at me. By the time I was 20, after being abused all my life, I popped open a, bo a bottle of pills. I was not living at home once again. My mom threw me out and I ended up meeting someone and moved in with him into a boarding house. <laughs> it's called the greenhouse in Sable. It's no longer there. It burned down. That's another story. Um, so while I was living there, I decided I had nothing to live for and there has to be something better. So I downed the bottle of pills. The boyfriend came home and found me unconscious um, he was able to get in touch with my parents and I was rushed to the hospital where they pumped my stomach and wanted to keep me under psych eval for three days. Of course, my mom said yes, but my dad said no. This was the first time that I've ever seen my dad take a stand and he stood up to my mom. I went home and within days, my mom kicked me out again. So I went back to the boyfriend. So as you can see, I dealt with a lot of stuff up until the age of 20. The age of 20 is the first time that I tried to um, take my life. Because of the, the depression I've dealt with, I dealt with being depressed. I dealt with rage, anger. Anger and rage was a big one that eventually um, led to suicidal tendencies and thoughts. So then at a very young age that uh, you're telling the story, I just want to go back to it. 
So word curses were already being spoken over you from yes. a very young age, which then started to root itself. Absolutely. Um, not only that, well, growing up wasn't the best. It wasn't the best environment. Um, I saw demons at a very early age, and so living with that... Um, you know, it, it came in. It was it was there. So for you, that was just the norm. It was a norm to see demons. Yes. And then trying to take your life the first time at 20 years old and then being put back in the same situation, meaning that nothing changed. There was, you, you were back. Yeah, this is the first time that I actually, um, potentially, if I guess if they didn't find me, I, I it would have, would have gone through with it. Okay, so, so that was uh, that was the first time. Okay, and so we'll go on with the rest. So, um, and then so after that, everything seemed to be okay, but not okay. I still dealt with. Um, I received the Lord, and um, I was actually. I want to say. I was 18, maybe 19. So at that point, you had already come to know so the Lord I, before that. I did come to know the Lord. I accepted the accepted Lord. Accepted the Lord, right. But you weren't As walking my, in I it. I was you not, were not in the walking word. in it. I wasn't in the word. No, nobody. Mm. I didn't have anybody to disciple me. I didn't have anything. I just, again, that's a... <laughs> Because of everything that was going on, I was in the bars at a very early age. Right. I have been in the bars since I'm 15, 16 years old. At the age of 16, I was going out with a 21-year-old. And I started drinking. I started... Um, well, you were trying to... Drugs. I was trying... Suppress your feelings. You were trying to numb sure. yourself at that point, correct? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what else was there to do? Right. It, you know, um, there's just so much. So because I was still in and out of my house being kicked out and stuff like that, I was still trying to cope. Um, of course, it was cool going out with an older guy, um, but I learned to drive at the age of 15. <laughs> I had no choice. I had to get home, and um, he was drunk, and I was thrown in the... Uh, an old Ford and with a stick. Um, and as short as I am, everybody knows I'm I'm kind of short. I had to lean up on this big steering wheel. Well, those wheel. that know you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My tippy toes on the between the clutch and the gas and the brake. Yeah, that was fun. Got us home though. But um, those were that's what I did. I drank and uh, I did drugs. I had a boyfriend. Which led to, you know, it didn't get better. It just got worse because the depression got worse. Well, you, you know what's funny is that what I'm seeing is, and I'm not jumping ahead on, of this because I know that you still have more to share, but it's funny because now in reading this and getting the revelation from what I'm hearing, uh, go, going through a timeline, so 18 years old, you accepted the Lord. Yes. What is amazing is is seeing like where you are now 
and looking back to that by 18, you were still dealing with depression, oppression, and suicide. Yes. The enemy knew you were a threat then. Hmm. He knew from the very first, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't He knew from the very first time. I didn't know it. No, no, and and he didn't want you to know it. No, well, you know, I didn't know growing up who I was. But you know what? The best was the Lord did. The Lord knows who you are. You know, it reminds me of a scripture. It says in um, Psalm 2710, it says, Though my father and mother forsake me, Mm. Adonai will take me in. Guess what, Valerie? I will never leave you nor forsake you is the word of the Lord. And that is a promise to each and every one of us. Had no idea that we were going to come back to this. That was my original scripture I was starting out with. And it's amazing on how the Lord works and how the Lord moves. But again, just knowing that there was a purpose, and if anybody else is hearing this and what you're going through, you are a threat to the enemy and why he put you in this place. But the Lord knows your value. The Lord knows your value. Even when you don't. Even when you don't. Amen. That's right. But we still push through, and it leads now to even, even more because you started to become more of a threat to the enemy. Yeah, well, so living with this um, this situation, you know, it didn't get any better. And then um, the one good thing that actually came out of that situation with the, the said boyfriend, um, I had gotten pregnant and I had a son, so I had something to live for. I wasn't living for myself. I was living for my son. Um, in between all that, my mom and dad actually did get saved. They accepted the Lord and, um, they were praying. Um, they were praying all the time. My goodness. I'll tell you a story that I was down and out and, um, I was pulled over on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere and the Lord led my dad to pull up right behind me. Wow, that's amazing. And I, was, I was on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. It, I mean, you're talking in the 90s, you know, who had a phone? I certainly, I was living out of a car. So. Uh, you could not find anyone's location back <laughs> in no, the 90s. No, but the Lord directed him there, and I was crying hysterical in my car, and he knocks on the window, and I look up, and there was my dad. And, um, you know, of course, calmed me down, got me back, you know, the story goes on. But, um, like I said, the best thing before I was married was my son. And, um, I had something to live for. I lived for my son. I did what I needed to do. Um, and then I met my husband. And, um, a man that I can truly say today that unconditionally loves me and, um, for the ups and downs, the bad, the good, the ugly in sickness. And even, uh, when you try to take your life twice, two more times, 
So I will go on. So um, <clears throat> leading up to um, uh, Pastor James and I had gotten married, and a few years after that, I tried taking my life again. I knew how to the right way this time. Pills weren't going to do it. I knew that if I took a uh, razor blade, um, I knew um, doing it would go ahead um, and get the job done. So I went ahead and I took the um, brand, brand new. It was a brand new razor blade. I opened it up and I tried to um, cut my arms, slice it. I sliced it one way, I sliced it another way. <laughs> I tried my neck, I tried everywhere. I knew, like I said, what to do and how to do it. Funny thing, it didn't cut my skin. It did not cut through my skin. It, um, it cut everything else because I cut the paper, I cut the wood, you name it, I cut it. I just could not cut my skin. It was not penetrating. It was making red lines all over. All over my body. Can I say something? I, I yeah. and, and believe that that's where the Lord stepped in. Yeah. Protected you. Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. But okay, so here I'll I'll continue reading on. Um, sorry, guys, it's not <clears throat> it's not very easy talking about this. Right, so just take your time and we'll get through this. So I put a, I met my husband, and I had to learn how to co-parent and try to come out of survivor mode. The first five years of marriage was a living hell. Um, because I made it a living hell for my husband. And I take credit for that. I don't live in denial for it. But my husband stuck by me no matter what. Years went by <clears throat> and I still was dealing with depression. I was withdrawn. I would put a smile on my face and do what I had to do. <clears throat> but in my downtime, I would isolate myself. I would cry. I would start arguments to be left alone. I didn't want to do anything, go anywhere. But I had children, and I would pull myself together. Put my face on, which I you'll hear. I put my face on, put my makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, make sure we explain that. Yeah, well... But Coming from New York, you know, most of us, you know, in my generation, we have to put our face on before we go out. You know, you always had your eyes done, your mascara on, your hair was always done. So now before you continue, <laughs> I remember you when we were talking about isolation yeah. and leading to separation and then infiltration from the enemy. Um, you were talking about putting on that mask, putting the smiley face on, yes. but you still were not happy. You still were no, not. No, I was struggling. I was struggling. I didn't know who I am. I know who I am today. I know what authority I carry because of him. And in him, 
but as a person, if I didn't have him, I don't know if I would know who I am. It's having an identity in Christ. And, and yeah, well, uh, as they would say, identity crisis. <laughs> not, an, not an identity Christ is, <laughs> but a crisis. Yes. Um, you know, so it's, it's a lot. And when you do grow up and you do know, you don't get what you need. You don't get the nourishment from your parents, um, or especially your mother or your father, um, that you need. It's very important for children today. Um, or, you know, if you're not getting it from your parents, then you should be getting it from your grandparents well, or an aunt and uncle. Right. Some type of love and, and nurturing encouraging at that point but yes. i just want to say for the record at the times of when uh this happened with the razor blade valerie and i were uh rec- had been recently married and i'm gonna tell you you don't i'm gonna tell you she hit it really well i just thought of it as being sad and upset not knowing it was that deep dark place again really wasn't walking in the lord and enough to know and to discern that and uh, just like I said, for the record, is when people go into that place, and if you can hide it really well, people don't know that you really need the help. Well, it's part of a wall that goes up. It's part of allowing people close to you in. You know, um, you know, it's part of being private. Uh, and you and I had two different lives. Right. And being as naive as I was at the time, you know, you hear the song, Grace Guys are going to clear up, put on a happy face. So you think that, okay, well, babe, <laughs> don't worry about it. Smile. You're going to get through it. Be happy. Not using the word of the Lord and, and not w- walking in that discernment. And it, and then when you realize it and you say, well, how, how did you not see it? You don't see it because she would cover it up really well. And when I would go to work, I, and that's when she would go into that place. Kids were in school, and uh, Valerie being alone, and th- that was the times that I couldn't be with her or even see it. Right. Nobody could. <clears throat> so let me continue. It says, um, see, I've always taken care of others until their end until they have um passed on passed on went home and finally there was no one to take care of the last was mama who is my mother-in-law my mother-in-law and she treated me like her own she was my mom i used to take care of her my dad and my father-in-law papa at one, at one point, it was the three of them at the same time. Yes. Right, so Mama was the last to pass away. And that's when my whole world came crashing down again. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, we didn't realize this was going to be this difficult. No, I didn't. I'm glad I wrote it down, though. So am I. Um, so I felt alone. 
And again, I picked up the bottle. And I drank until I couldn't stand no more. I pulled out a brand new razor blade again and tried again to take my life. But this time, before I did that, I started making phone calls. I called my girlfriend in California. I said goodbye. I called um, my husband. I called my daughter. I called my my sister-in-law. I knew something was up because at this point I didn't I didn't drink. I can't say that. I I had a couple of, of glasses of wine, but not to get drunk. Um so for me to be drunk and um slurring and you know, it was definitely out of character. So my daughter and my sister in law definitely knew something was off. Uh, my husband was at work. Yeah, I was an hour was an hour away, and I. The only one I knew to know to call upon that because I knew if that was the case. Being in law enforcement, that I would never get there in time. So the only thing that I had at that time was the Lord, and to call upon Him. To say to get there because I couldn't be there. There was no way I was going to get there in time. So I knew I needed to rely upon the Lord. Because you know in that situation, once somebody makes a decision like that, it's very hard to stop them. Yeah, and I thought this time it was, I really thought it was going to be, it was going to work. It was just, I just needed to go. I had nothing at that point. My kids were grown. I didn't have grandbabies at that point. And um, what else do I have to do? So I said my goodbyes. Then that's when I took the blade and I tried and tried and tried. But this time I cried out to the Lord and carried on. And I said, why can't I come home to you? Why do I have to be here? Why? They'll all be better off without me. Then I remember my sister-in-law running into the house, and then my daughter, and then the cops. Later on, I found out that the cops knew my husband and told my daughter to hide the blade, or they would have to come and take me. After all this, I started meditating on the Word of God. I started, that's when I began my walk, my real walk with the Lord. I said, no more, I can't do this anymore. So I began walking. I drew close to him. I was reading and meditating and writing in my journal. It's all about drawing closer to him, listening, hearing. Yes. My attitude changed towards people. I became more loving and understanding. I would trust them a little bit more. But if they came up against me, I still didn't back down. I still don't back down today. No, and and you know what's great about that (laughs) is the stuff that 
she used to use is now what she uses spiritually, what she uses to take down uh, anyone that is oppressed, depressed, or when she goes into deliverance, she doesn't back down to the demon. She doesn't back down to the spirit. And that's that fighting attitude. And God has put that fighting attitude in you. And you, I believe that is an answer to your question the time when you said, Lord, why can't I come home to you? Why? Because he knew the work that you still had to do, the lives that you still needed to touch, the people that you still needed to heal, deliver, and set free because you had a gift that he gave you. Yes. And he wasn't done with you. You thought you were done. But God doesn't think you're done at all. God God knew your value. He knew what he instilled in you. Yes. You just needed to cultivate it and find it. Yes. Yes, I I agree. Um It's um when you look back at at these years and um, it's good, I would have to say 25 years. Right. A good 25 years. Well, it's more than that, but between the age of 20 and mommy's been gone for a little bit now. Right. But um, I didn't really know my value or my worth until I started walking with the Lord. Walking with the Lord wholeheartedly, right. drawing closer to him. Right. Um, I didn't get that growing up. Um, I used to look at other girls growing up or women and say, I wish I was bubbly like that. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> you know, I used to look right. at the colors and go, oh, yellow. I can't stand yellow or the bright colors or, or right. anything. Black was my color. Right. It was black or charcoal gray. Um, that was the area that was sort of what you were living in. That's what you knew. Yeah, but it felt good to put it on. Right. I didn't want to stand out. I still don't like standing out today, but I like being my own person. I know the authority I walk in. I know who I am in him. And how God made and you. And I like the color yellow. <laughs> it, you know, I love, you know, um, sunflowers. I, I... I just love it. It's vibrant. You know, somebody told me a story how the the sunflowers just everywhere the sun goes, they just turn. It turns. It turns yes. to the sun. That's right. The sun, the way we should be like sunflowers. Yes. We should always be looking to the sun, S-O-N, not the S-U-N. And that is the son of God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In that also now that you're saying it and getting revelation as we are doing this podcast is liking the dark, but then seeing the light. And you saw that yes. you liked the yellow, you liked the brightness, because guess what? The light overcomes the darkness. That's right. You know, my dad always sang to me, you are my sunshine. So it's, it's something that you know, in my darkest times, and I didn't really remember that, but now when, you know, I see different things and I remember them, yeah, he always sung, you are my sunshine. Right. So you've seen how uh, the road, as you see in Valerie's testimony, took her to a deep, dark place in order to see the the light, 
in order yes. to see the Lord, in order to walk wholeheartedly with the Lord and fully rely upon the Lord and him be our joy and him be our strength. Yes. And we're, we're definitely and, and given all glory to God at this point. There's no glory for myself and no glory for Valerie. It's all glory to God of the deliverance and the setting free. Yes. And at this time of year, I know we meditate on the people that we lost. And the Lord told, told me, we should be rejoicing, yes. rejoicing the gifts that those people gave us. Yes, the memories that were created with these people. Right. It, it, not to not be focusing in on the negative or that they have passed away or they're no longer here because that's where, you know, those especially who are depressed and dealing with it, that's... Right. That's not a good place. No. You're not in a good headspace. I mean, I have a friend of mine that won't eat tomato sauce because his grandmother passed away. And every time he deals with making a tomato sauce or seeing tomato sauce, which it it sounds uh, strange, Mm -hmm. but he gets depressed. And I said, it shouldn't be. Right. That is a gift your grandmother was sharing with you that you should share with others to make other people happy. Do you think your grandmother would have wanted you to be depressed and down about tomato sauce? She was sharing a gift that you could pass on to pass the joy on to others. And I think that's the focus we need to have. Joy. Is joy. And the joy that brings healing. That's right. And the joy of the Lord that brings healing. Not a temporary happiness, what we were talking about, because that temporary happiness is our feelings. And if we're in our feelings, then we're in our flesh. Wait, here's one. Go get them. We're talking about joy. So joy is my word. The Lord said joy, joy. That is your word for this year. Wow. Not only that, we were hit with the joy of the Lord. Yes, we <laughs> I got to tell you, I have seen other people go through it. And in our services, or oh, was it a week ago, two weeks ago? Yeah. Back-to-back days, a Friday and a Saturday. Now, I've always seen other people go through it. I've seen you go through it. <laughs> Never hit me. Yes. And then it hit me on Friday. And then we traveled, and I got hit again when yes. we ministered at another church. We were with uh, Pastor Todd and... Uh... Yeah. At Alan Didio's church. Yeah, we got hit first at the Remnant Revival. And I got hit twice. Yeah. I was not a skeptic. It just had never happened to me. I've seen it happen to other people. <laughs> but I will tell you, I am a true believer now because um, it is a whole different type of laughter and a joy. It just It is a joy Lord, that comes from the bottom different. pit of your stomach. Yeah. yeah. And I believe that that type of joy I knew brings healing. Yes. And I know brings healing. Yes, absolutely. Well, uh, I don't know. Do you want to start in? Because we're here to encourage you. We're here to tell you to stand. And listen, warriors, if you know another warrior that's down, I used to close out with this in, on uh, my, my, other, my earlier podcast, is, was if you know a warrior that is down, lift them up. That's right. We're here to lift up each other. If we know, we're here to encourage, we're here to help them. And if they can't lift their sword, we should be there to help them lift the sword for them That's until right. they can get back up. The, the failure isn't in the falling down. Right. The falling is in the refusal to get up. That's right. 
And we're going to share with you now because even, I know this isn't the end all that is all. Right. We know God is. Yes. The only one that can get you out of your situation is the Lord. But we He's want. He's the only one. The only one. The only one that helped you. The only one that can help anyone else out there that is going through this. But That's the right. encouragement, the it's in the encouragement of the word. And we're going to share with you some encouraging scriptures so that even if you get something out of this, get the encouragement. Find the joy of the Lord. Yes. Seek him. And seek whatever may help you in these scriptures that we're about to read. I think we're going to go one and one. I'm going to share one. Valerie's going to share one. Well, I I like to also say that um, I believe in today the Lord is calling for people to come together, not to be by themselves, calling for the body to come together as one. So if you are dealing with depression or suicidal tendencies or thoughts or um, anger or abandonment, rejection, or any of these things, I, it's very important that you um, swallow your pride. Don't isolate yourself. It's not about you. It's got to be about him. And he doesn't want you there and when you can't get out of your way and you go before him that's when we get into trouble so it's very important that you reach out you reach out to someone and say hey i need help and if you can't help me help me find someone that can help me i need to be in a church i need to see a pastor i need to speak to someone that is walking wholeheartedly yes and living that's a good word for yeshua jesus and that's also important. So please reach out to someone. We will leave an, um, an email. Don't, don't, uh, and also don't believe the lies of the enemy. That's right. Because the enemy comes to, to kill and destroy. Yes. He tells you flat out what his intentions are. So don't believe the lies that you're alone. Reach out. We're, yes. we're, we're a body. We're supposed to be, like Valerie said, one body, the body of Christ moving forward. Moving forward in victory, um, my wife Valerie yes. Dawn has, you know, has as she has shared, we need to know and we need to stand wholeheartedly with the Lord, and we cannot believe the lies of the enemy because all he's doing is lying. We have the truth and the truth of the word. So anything that's contrary to that has to be coming from the enemy. Well, the truth We're an army, an army of God. Shall set us free. That's right. The truth will set you free. So our um, email is the number four, G-R, the number eight, faith, two, one, at gmail.com. It's four, great, faith, 21, at gmail.com. If anyone wants to write in or needs any help or... We will try to direct you to where you can get the help. If not, responding, also responding to you guys and and being encouraging to you and seeing where we can help. So we'll start with some scriptures. Yes, these scriptures, I'm I'm excited. We're here to... uh, We want to point out um, some of them. There's a lot more, but... um, We just want to run through a few. Some of these scriptures where it does say in the Word... um, that God, God does talk about this. It is in the Bible. You want to start or do you want me to start? You could start. Okay, Isaiah forty thirty one. 
But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And what version are you? Uh, all New King James Version. Okay. And all that I'm reading from is the Living okay, so, Translation. And the Living Translation. But in that, in Isaiah 40, 31, you shall. You shall. He's telling you, you shall. As long yes. as you believe and wait on the Lord, he shall renew your strength. Not he might. You shall walk through this. You shall not be weary. That's right. You will be strong and strong in the word of the Lord. So I'm reading Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. See, the Lord already knows that we are weary and we're burdened. We're burdened by so many things. Distractions, distractions. Yes. The, the enemy deals with distractions, Valerie. Absolutely. Valerie Dawn. She, they but he do. will give you rest. All right, Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Nice. Amen. Philippians 4.6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That's right. So he says, you have not because you ask not. Yeah. So that's what that scripture stands out to me. So you ask him, you tell him what you want. You don't want these burdens. You don't want these boulders like you said were on that um, plywood, you, yeah. you know, weighing you down or the weight of the world. You know, we don't have the weight of the world. We have the victory from God. Well, his yoke is light, right? Yes, it is. Uh, Psalm 147.3, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. I think that is as simple and as strong and his intentions are there. The Lord's intentions, he heals the brokenhearted. Yes, yes, he does. He showed up yes. on your behalf, Valerie Dawn. Yes, he did. And he knew. Praise God for it. He knew the wounds. He knew that you were brokenhearted. The things that I couldn't see in the natural. Yes. The Lord knows, and he knows all. There's yes, nothing we can hide from him. No. He knows exactly what we need, when we need it. He knows our yesterday, our today, and forever. That's right. John sixteen thirty three. These things I have spoken to you so that in me, in me, you may have shalom. In the world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So see, Yeshua, Jesus came to overcome the world, to overcome the trouble. And he, he, he said that we have peace, shalom. And he has set us free. Yes, free oh, indeed. Yeah, here's a good one. This one, this one to me in Psalm 41 through 3. Uh, sorry, I'm going to read Psalm 41 through 2. And this sounds like a testimony to me. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire, 
He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. Amen. Wow. In hearing your testimony and reading this psalm, it almost comes, it, it's hand in hand. It's almost as if you wrote it. He 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 heard your cry. I'm not that smart to write like that. Well, no, <laughs> it just sounds like exactly what he came and why he heard your cry. He yes. took you out of your mud. He took you out of your Maya. He set you on the firm foundation, which is the rock, which is Jesus Christ and the Word of God, and he gave you a firm place to stand where you were in quicksand at one point of your life, Valerie Dawn. God took you and put you on the firm foundation, the rock, and you, and it was a choice for you, and you chose to follow the Lord and stand upon that rock to be your firm foundation. Yes. Yes, I did. Here's another one. Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord always again. Come on. I will say rejoice. That's right. Rejoice. It's an re a renewing of mind. Yes. You're coming from a dark place. Now you're seeing the defeat to victory. Well, it's old wineskin to new wineskin. So now I am a new wineskin. That's right. You I am because he is. That's right. Praise Jesus. Uh, Psalm 42, 11. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Hmm. It's about praising him. That's right. And, you know, a lot of times, um, and we're going, through, we're going through some stuff right now. Yes. Where you hear things and medically and stuff like that. But I'm not going to let that get me down. You can't. No. I'm going to praise him in the good. I'm going to praise him in the bad. I'm going to praise him in the ugly. You know what? The enemy wants you nothing more than to turn on God. And we need to stand firm as warriors to know that this is a battle. But the battlefield starts in the mind. Why he yes. keeps you in the past, why the enemy tries to keep you in a deep, dark place yes, is because he tries to defeat you before the battle even starts. That's right. He wears you down. It's, it's, these are called mind games. This is what he does. That's how the world sees things. You want to play games? We can play games. You know, you're playing mind games. It doesn't have to be physical. Right. Then again, it wears you down physically because it's mentally exhausting. Right. Do you have any other yes. scripture? Oh, you do. Go so, ahead. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Romans fifteen thirteen. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and shalom and trusting so you may overflow with hope in the power of the Ruch HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Remember, warriors, and we want you to remember that here from this, Valerie, Dawn, and I want to tell you, you are stronger than you think you are. You are strong because you are you are planted on the firm rock, the foundation. You yes. are covered by the blood of Jesus. And remember, when these things come in, when these things try to come in, give it to the Lord. Don't forget. Armor up. When the battlefield that starts in the mind is why we put the helmet of salvation on first. Yes. Okay? We will not be defeated. We walk in the victory of Jesus Christ. He came and died on the cross for us. He bore our sicknesses, our disease. Guess what? Depression's part of it. That's right. That's right. We need to remember, uh, you know, you have the authority by the blood in his name to say, Satan, get behind me. 
So even for that quick second that we forget that we need to pull our strength. Um, you need to make sure that you have a circle and that you have two o'clock in the morning friends. That's your back plate to your armor. That is your back plate. You, you, you need to call in your back plate. Your back plate is the hand few of people, friends, whoever they are, they could be family. But if you need to make that two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning phone call, because you're having some um, issues and you need prayer, then you can call those people. Yeah, and those are the people who are your backplate. They don't talk behind your back. That's they right. are your backplate and support you. That's why it's a small circle. Well, it's like ride or die, people. You know, right. those, those of us who have come out of the world understand and relate that, you know, they're ride or die people. Right. You know, you it, it's important. These are the people you, you go to battle with. Well, and those are your ride die people in the Lord. That's right, because you're trusting you're trusting your life, your walk, you're trusting them to be prayer partners That's to intercede right. for you. Well, it's not a physical, it's a spiritual right. battle. That's right. That's and right. So and what we're you need in. to remember that. And yes, there are manifestations that happen physically, which is fine, but it will be overcome by the blood and the name of Yeshua Jesus and our Lord and Savior. Yeah, only he can do all this. You can you can go so far with a man who can count a man or woman that can counsel you, but unless they're walking with the Lord and they are giving you biblical advice principles. Yes and backing things up with scripture and showing you and teaching you and discipling you on how to walk this out, how to get healing, um, and breaking things down for you. It, it it's going to be a tough road for you. And you know, God doesn't want your walk to be tough. He wants it to be fairly easy. You know, yes, we will have trials and we have to go through things, but if you are listening to him and you are in obedience to him and walking and and doing the best that you can, you know, it does get easy no matter what the situation is. But it's in those trials. It's in those trials that make you stronger. You may not realize it right now. Yeah. And take it from experience. Take it from experience from myself and Valerie Dawn to tell you we don't understand what we're going through when we're going through it, but we do have the victory, we walk through it, and next time the enemy tries to come in and attack you with the same thing, you're already immune to it. You already know right. it. It has no effect. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. That's right. And and through the situation, you just keep praising and thanking. Be a Job. Job That's right. went through, so wow. Uh, all I could say is wow. But through it, he praised the Lord. Amen. All glory to God. And that's what we need to do, no matter how bad it looks. Right. And so don't forget, um, warriors, don't forget also combat it. Psalm 91. Yes. The full hedge of protection. Yes. And the full armor of God. Helmet of salvation. Breastplate of righteousness. Sword of the spirit. Gird your waist with the truth. Shod your feet in preparation for the gospel of peace. And most of all, the shield of faith. Valerie, we, before and we... Go ahead. And the blood of Yeshua Jesus from the crowns of our heads, the soles, soles of, of our feet. feet. 
So we thank you. And Father, we'd just like to um, lift up anyone that's going through this right now and just pray. And Father, I just come against, um, I like, I just come against all those who are dealing with the spirit of depression and heaviness right now, um, suicidal, the spirit of suicide. I just bind you, I gag you, and I cast you out to the abyss right now in Yeshua's name. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will rise up in all of us and fill those areas. Um, I ask that you bring healing into these people in Yeshua's name. I thank you, Father, that um, you will place somebody in their life to help them right now in Yeshua's name. I thank you that if anybody's thinking of taking their life right now, I thank you, Lord, that they are listening to this and they will put down whatever they're doing and that they will reach out to somebody that can help them or reach out to someone that could just come over and sit and talk to them. But I thank you for that, Father, in Yeshua's name. I thank you, Lord. I ask that you go before each and every one of us listening to this today. I thank you that you will go before them and you will make their paths narrow and straight. I thank you, Father. I thank you that in Psalm 91, it says that you give charge over the angels to watch over us and protect us. Lord, and I just ask that for each and every one that is listening to this. I thank you, Father, that you are our comforter and that you will comfort each and every one of us during the, the holiday seasons. And I personally know, Father, that it is, it is not easy. But I thank you for your peace and your shalom from the crowns of our heads to the soles of our feet. And I thank you, Father, for, you, for the salvation, for the gift of salvation that you have given to me. And I thank you for everything that you've done. And I'm thanking you for everything that you will do for those that will cry out to you now, Lord. And I thank you for that. In Yeshua, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Valerie Dawn. We appreciate that. And uh, just remember, we are victorious. Yes, we are. We are victorious in everything. We are. We are not defeated. And stand up. Rise up, warrior. Rise up and fight because the enemy wants nothing more than for you to give in. Well, warriors, we would, we, Valerie Dawn and I and our family would love again to wish each and every one of you a happy holiday season. Yes. And just remember, Jesus came to set us free. Jesus came to give us the victory. That's right. And please don't hesitate to uh, reach out to us for, um, if you need some prayer or prayer requests, um, if you need to um, some help, if we can talk to you or we can uh, find where you're living and um, try to direct you with um, like-minded people to um, be in your circle. So the um, email again is for great faith. 21 at gmail.com it's the number four gr the number eight faith 21 at gmail.com thank you guys for tuning in um we know we can't do this without you we are glad that you tune in to our podcast uh remember warriors until next time mount up let's ride and god bless